What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the White Tail Bloodline Podcast. I'm your host, Gavin Sodders, and I got my good buddy, old P. Hale, in person. What's going on, brother? At the crib. The kids are in, in bed already, so. Yeah, not in the shed this time. No, we're, we're staying warm this time. <laughs> so you're popping hell to two kids now, man. Yeah, busy, full-time job on the side. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and trying to kill big bucks when you can, and that's what we're going to talk about, man. Yeah. You've been diving into public land, so let's just get into it hot and heavy. Uh, what, three, four years ago when you decided you're like, you, because actually me and you have known each other since high school. Yeah. And you loved hunting. You junior, grew up hunting with your dad school. and going to the swamp. Yeah. When did you, like, decide, like, All right, I'm going to start taking this seriously? So I always grew up really just as a gun hunter. And it was always, like, the weekend. My dad would always take rotation rec- stuff. But, of course, I was in school and stuff, so yeah. I never got to tag along. It always pissed me off. But um, he would always get – we would always do, like, deer camp weekend up there. And that was pretty much growing that up as a kid and, like, weekend warrior stuff you know just going up there with dad and um just shotgun hunting and muzzleloader hunting then before we had rifles um then um probably you use shotgun a lot or do you guys i, I feel like your dad when, liked muzzleloader didn't he yeah when i was younger i'd use my remington 1100 with slug barrel on it mm. um and then once i got a little older dad got me a muzzleloader and i mean everyone used muzzleloader yeah. out there and it seems so weird now but yeah indiana wouldn't allow rifles for the longest time Yep. So, we'd go up there, you know, like I said, kind of just weekend stuff every once in a while. But that was a good like, com- like camaraderie. Yeah, guys, like had, what camp. twenty people during that opening weekend. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Up there. It was, yeah, it was a good time just going before like that opening week of archery. So I bet gun was real fun. Yeah. So um, I didn't really get heavy into it until probably right um, when you got back from the military ish. Right? Yeah, probably mid twenties. That's when I got real into it and got into archery. Mm-hmm. And then once I had my daughter, that's really when I got into it because I I had all these hobbies and stuff like backpacking and yeah, we used to know, hike a lot in high school, right? Out all of this high stuff, and then I was like, well, I'm gonna have to condense my yeah my hobbies. And I always had a huge passion for hunting, so I was like, hunting it is. So got really into bow hunting and was. Quite the learning curve for a while. Um, started shooting does with it, and I'm, this buck here. This is my first bow buck. So that is your first bow buck. It is my first bow buck. Wow. Yep. Yeah, so it's gonna be a hard eight point. I shot a shit ton of does with yeah. my bow, but um, seemed like it was always harder to get closer. You know, to the big bucks. Yeah, I've only um, killed two or three with a bow. I think I'd have to see her. Yeah. Game. So I've been doing it for a while. The learning curve, and then you know, just getting into transitioning from the gun hunter's mentality to the bow hunter. Yeah. It's, like I keep saying, just huge learning curve. But um, once I, you know, took the step to just pursue doing that. Um, you went hard into it. You went from yeah, like went, being. Yeah, I, I like deer hunting to like, oh, I'm fucking, yeah. I'm going hard yeah. and heavy into it. Onyx for all the time, I'm sure. Yeah, you know? I stare at Onyx for bed pretty much every night. Um, but yeah, it's, me and my buddy, one of my best friends, we hunt that swamp, which you're familiar with. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's two and a half hours away. Um, so that's where I grew up, going to deer camp and everything. It's unbelievable property, but it's hard to get up there consistently. I mean... I've done it. We always do a rotation up there for at least the past couple of years since we got real serious into it. But um, 
so kind of segues to why I got into the public. I don't have any private down here. I don't anymore. Yeah. Um, but I started looking at it. Once I got the Onyx and everything, started checking around. And I was like, damn, we got a lot of public, a lot land of public. around here. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. Um, but started checking off a few properties. And that first year, I checked out a bunch of smaller properties. And I was like, kind of got a bad taste in my mouth with it because I was like, God, there's just people like everywhere. Yeah. And I didn't realize like that first, because I didn't, wasn't really watching videos on hunting public. Mm-hmm. I think the hunting public has just started coming out when I was yeah. starting to get into it. And then, um, you know, you see them going to these huge properties and I was like, that's what I need to do. I need and they to make find, it look easy too. I need to find the properties that are big enough and, hard enough to get around that I'm not going to be having to deal with people. Yeah. Um, so, and you can get away with more too. On yeah. On property than if you're hunting these like yeah, 100 you, acre public land. Yeah. It's you, hard to get away with shit. Because it, you may not push something off, but yeah, you don't exactly. know what. Somebody walked through at 10 o'clock. Yeah. So I found a couple pieces, um, primarily one that was, it's like 30 minutes from me. Mm-hmm. And I just went all in on that property. Started scouting. I've probably been out there scouting-wise probably 15, 20 times um, past couple of years. I went with you that one time. Yeah. I think it was second or third week of gun. And that first first year... That was, what, three years ago? I think it yeah, was. that was... Yeah, well, yeah, three years ago. Um, I I'd only hunted a few times out there that first year. Um, and just didn't really know the property enough to make the good calls i was seeing deer but at first that mostly, first time me and you went you went towards the area where you killed the buck this year mm-hmm. how far off were you from the, um, that day compared to where you killed him this last year so i was i went back into a draw that had a big cedar thicket in it at the, the bottom of the draw um yeah, that's a from spot. so from where i shot that buck last year or I guess two years ago now. I keep forgetting it's 2023. Uh-huh. Um, I was about 150, maybe a little bit more than that, 200 yards away from that. And really? That's a honey hole right there. Probably, then. I don't know, four or 500 yards from where I shot this bug. Wow. Um, yeah, that's a good spot then. But, because I remember the rubs. when, Like two years ago when we went and trailed that one bug. That, those rubs are some of the biggest rubs I've ever seen. Dude. Yeah. They were gnarly. And that's what drew me to that property so much. There's just freaking sign out the ass out there. Yeah, because like, probably, what, 10, 20 years ago, it had to have been a pasture, it looks like, or something. Yeah, so if you go up on top of one of the ridges, I think it was like an old homestead or something because... One, there's Old Cemetery, which is super creepy to walk past. In the that yard. is weird, dude. That one day I went and hunted with you, yeah. I swear, like you said, the one time, almost every time you go by there, it seems like something's there. Something moves in yeah, there, and it just scares you. Just you just start walking a little feeling, quicker. Dude. Yeah, it's eerie. I walked out like 20 minutes before light, because I was like, I'm not going by that there's shit. There's a lot of eerie shit that happened. That we can touch on that, yeah. too. Um, it is a weird property, dude. But then there's an old, like... How, there's like a foundation or something on, but real old. And that barn. Yeah. But yeah, it it had to be in pastures because a lot of it's like grown up cedars and stuff is like thick, re, you know, um, old pastures that get taken over and then you see cedars in a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, then uh, like I said, 
just the deer sign out there is really what drew me to it and just I was like all right there's definitely deer out here if I put the time out here something's gonna happen eventually so that first year like I said hunted more at the swamp that year mm-hmm. um and then with the kids um I started just sticking closer to home um last year I put I keep saying last year but two seasons ago um put quite a bit of time out there and on I took two weeks of rotation that year um I was doing one week down here then one week up at the swamp um so it was first week of rotation and November 4th and I'd stayed on the spot all all season until I knew like yeah, you, right. you didn't really go in there no in all of I was October, hunting right no, early October, I was hunting um, closer to the ag and, like, okay. up on one of the ridges, there's there's some water, so I was hunting around that. Um, saw a couple deer, but, you know, nothing big. Um, it's kind of hard that time of the year, too, yeah. trying to get on something before it gets dark. Um, but waited to go into the spot, and then, um, like I said, November 4th, so we're, we're getting hot and heavy into the rut, and mm-hmm. I found the spots kind of a which was the main theme of my spots out there but spur ridges coming off main ridge what's spur ridge for people it's so like if you're looking at a big ridge um and the the points that come off of it Mm -hmm. i call them spur ridge i think some people call them hogs back um yeah yeah i've heard that um but a lot of times you'll have deer bedding on those spurs oh yeah and uh so i was hunting off the bottom of a spur ridge that opened up into like a overgrown CRP, bunch of cedars and stuff. I would call it CRP, but pretty much just overgrown yeah. pasture. Um, noticed a lot of sign in there when I went and checked it out. Um, in the winter, um, after the season of what would have been 19, 20, yeah. um, bunch of rubs, and you can tell there's they had been a bunch of scrapes there. So I get got in there um, that morning, and shit, it wasn't. I was still sitting up in the tree, and I hear something coming down that spur, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, it's freaking yeah, biggest yeah. one of the biggest bucks I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, he's um, easily, I, I would say one fifties easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was just thick, big boy, and he comes in. I don't even have my bow pulled up yet mm-hmm. so i start going into because you were basically that time you're still figuring out your saddle right because i was like you're what first or second year um uh, i may have been my second year with the saddle yeah um which i was proficient with that mm-hmm. um but this time he caught me with my dick in my hand yeah um, hard to essentially. hard to kill him with the bone ground yeah so I, I went into panic mode just the slowest and how far was he at this point when you, like, saw him and you, you were like, damn, my bow's at the ground? He was probably 30 or 40 yards. Damn, he was real close. Well, he was coming quick. Like, yeah. I, I heard him, and then he came. I couldn't see him because he was in some thick stuff, and then I... They'll surprise you. Him. Even with, yeah. the, in like, early November, even with, like, leaf scrunching, yeah. they'll sneak up on you. So he he came in. I'm fucking <laughs> pulling this bow up the tree, just, like, freezing every five seconds. Cause he's pulling up slow, or you like... I was going slow, just, like... 
an inch at a time, <laughs> just trying to mo- make the most minimal movement I could. Where are you and, sitting on the tree because you're a saddle? Like, what part of the tree compared to you? Where's he at? He was, at this time, he was kind of on my weak side, but... So in front of you, though? He Yeah, he was, so, you know, with saddle, you're facing the tree. Um, he was pretty much, tree's 12 o'clock, he was at my 2 o'clock. Um, so pretty good position though. Yeah, I, I'm comfortable shooting that that weak side shot. I've practiced it a lot, but um, did not practice what to do when your bow's at the bottom of the tree and yeah. it's, you know one of the biggest deer you've ever seen and on public. So yeah, shit. he gets a little weirded out and doesn't run off, but kind of just backs up the hill. Gets that six cents in big bucks head. Yeah, so I'm just sitting there. I'm like, Damn. I just <laughs> fucked at that. So I sit there and just trying to think. And I was like. Did he have his tail up or anything? Or he just no, he literally just, just walked out. Off? Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I had my rattling antlers. And I was like, worth a shot. Black so, rack or real antlers? Real bone. Oh, Make some okay, bone okay. friction out there. Yeah, right? yeah, smell it. Love to smell that bone. Um, so I hit them together for a few seconds. And it wasn't even, I don't know, two minutes later, here he comes back. Takes a little different route this time. So I can't remember. He wasn't going to catch me, catch my wind until he was past me. Yeah. So I was getting good position for that. So he's walking towards this perfect opening that I have to shoot him on. And again, the sixth sense, I don't know why he stopped, what what happened. He didn't catch my ground scent because I walked in a different way. But he yeah. just mopped up, looked around started coming this was a morning right yes it was morning. morning started coming towards me and then goes around this tree hindsight 2020 20, i should have shot him right as soon as he passed that tree but he's at he closes to about 15 yards and at this point i'm full draw and he's close enough to, and i shoot a lot so um i was aiming for his chest put it in that pocket right there you're shooting a fixed blade what 70 pounds 65 pounds yeah so i was comfortable if you know he obviously presented that shot and i was comfortable pulling off well what i didn't know was there was a little branch well i knew it earlier i kind of checked the lanes but when you get in the moment things Mm -hmm. start to blur a little bit especially those close branches yeah you're so focused on you know burying your pen into his body that when I let it rip, um, I didn't know this until I was running my GoPro, um, but I hit a small branch that kind of kicked my arrow back, and I hit him high, mid, mid-body. Mm-hmm. At the time... And you were pretty high, too, though. Yeah, I was probably 18, 20 feet up. Um, you, was, you were shooting down, too, weren't you? Shooting yeah, a little shooting bit down, down towards him? Yeah, he was so close. Yeah. Um, but as soon as he ran off... Like, I knew it was a bad hit, but my arrow was in him, I don't know, at least, there was only probably nine inches of my arrow, I'm shooting at least 30, That's a lot of arrow, inch especially arrows. with a fixed yeah. blade going through. So, he runs off, immediately, I'm like, well, shaking, for one, but knew it was a bad shot, and then once I reviewed, I had an idea for where it was at, and I was hoping liver. Mm-hmm. But, um, get a dog out there because I didn't want to push after no, it was a bad hit. 
you came out. Yeah. We, we tracked him for a while. Um, I Dude, that was, like, the only blood trail I've ever been on where I was, like, thought the buck was dead. Oh, for we sure. had tons of blood. Dude, especially it, when he was going up back up that ridge. Yeah. Dude. I, was, I fist bumped you. Yeah. We were like, is he going to be dead up here? Um, dude, it was nuts. Never found the arrow. He never bred it down. Um, and we, with the law in Indiana, like, once you get to private line yeah. you had to stop so you did your due, due diligence on that buck yeah like more than just about anybody i've ever heard of so we tracked him for what two miles and like i said no yeah. beds no arrow not even a spot where you like oh he, he sat here for he a little bit he was moving bit. the whole time yeah like it looked like he was on a good like walk trot or something kind of yeah. so we get to the private line have to call the search got hold of the property owner that owns that private um he like i said was beginning a rut he had some buddies coming in from out of town to hunt that that week so he didn't really want me going in there which sucked at the time but i totally understand it yeah i don't don't really want someone traveling around right right through prime time yeah so i uh i had called dnr um told him the situation is that your first time ever like doing all that Yes. Yeah. Because I didn't want it, to. It's weird. I've, I've done it for the first time this year. It's it's kind of weird calling DNR. Because like morally, I was like, I don't know if this deer is gonna die or survive, and like. Yeah. See, that's a hard thing. That's a hard. That's like that's a thing a lot of people go through and just don't tell anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? How many people a year you think shoot it? Don't even tell their buddies. Oh yeah. You know. So I, after my conversation with the DNR, they're like. Based on your story, based on where you were at on the property, you weren't like just hunting mm-hmm. some private line. Yeah, or, like you can like continue the buck hunt because I had so much time. I still had a week. Yeah, and it was a like half. what day two or something. Yeah, I still yeah. had a week and a half to. Yeah, to, crazy. To hunt. So, short story, uh, never found that buck. Ended up. You went back and searched for him. Yeah, I went back, searched for him once or twice, right? Yeah, and then never found him, but. It's kind of found something. Yeah, found something. Found uh, a missing person out there. Yeah, which is a crazy story. Which I think we talked about that on yeah, another one, podcast. One but podcast. Yeah, it was, that was wild. So thought that, you thought you found him. Yeah, yeah. that's how you found the, yeah, the missing saw, person. Saw something. Yeah, and it was not a deer. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so like, let's go through that. A lot of people like I, the past few years. I've known a lot of people that have like hit bucks for whatever reason i mean i know dozens just through social media and stuff that like killers hit a buck can't find them so like how did that take you going through the rest of the season since it was like day two of vacation oh dude it screwed me yeah, i just thought about that year and i played that and it really screwed me that i had that on video because yeah, i watched replayed that it. video over and over i haunted myself with it, it was a good video too and me and curtis got out there i mean we we shed on we looked all over for him never found them so they're tough dude. i think he died on i mean i don't he may have lived i never got yeah. him on a trail cam picture so yeah either someone else killed him he died or just completely moved out of the area which in that area like, too it's pretty steep he could get himself in like a little corner by them rocks and you just that's never yeah, find that's, him i was looking down drainages and everything that's how i found that that missing person yeah uh, that area is crazy it's it's kind of like we were talking about earlier it's kind of eerie eerie you don't have service and that's what I liked about it. Going back to like why that drew me to the area. It's like there's so many big hills that no, not many people are getting back in there. To, no. It's a lot of work. Definitely. Um, 
Especially not bow season. You'll yeah. get some gun hunters that I'm sure it gets hunted a little harder during gun. But even we went one dude second weekend again. Yeah, it, I mean, more times than not, when I'm out there, I'm the only person out there. Yeah, which is it's a little sweet. It's a honey hole. Which small access points like parking yeah. wise, you can really park that one on the the west side. Maybe two trucks there. Yeah, exactly. the other one's a little more open to several people parking there but like i said i never see people out there so that was my i would say my real first year going after that property hard mm-hmm. um so long- and I actually just say this real quick i'm pretty sure that year before you shot that but i swore i saw him in Good. on top of that hill remember when we were hunting i saw him in that bowl mm-hmm. it's just like it could have been the just same genetics but his frame and then what he was that next year i'm almost certain it was that yeah. same bug because it was the same time period no, no yeah a little bit later but i mean during yeah. the rut right there you know i've noticed a lot of the bucks out there tend to stay in that area too it's just like because it i bet that those private pieces get hunted hard because mm-hmm. curtis he hunts right around there and they yeah they, he's they hunt as smart, the crow flies curtis property i mean shoot maybe a mile mile and a half it's not far um yeah. which that yeah that ain't far that's a buck traveling overnight yeah and uh so yeah that was my first year out there um then this year after you know that season before which i did did end up tagging out last year yeah um on a um, decent buck good, you good buck good buck Good one um, to get your hopes back up. Yeah, you know? it was hard, you know, losing that one, but the the season ended well. Um, so this year, you went hard this year. I went very hard this year. How many times <laughs> you got that? At least half a dozen, bare minimum, I'd say. Hunt out there. Yeah, well, I only hunted out there twice no, this like year. No, like scouting. Uh, you were scouting in the winter during so spring. Yeah, I, I'm big on scouting, like after the season closes. Like right now, I feel like it's one of the best times. Everything's like the signs relevant to where they'll be you know the time you're hunting yeah you'll still see them rut trails mm-hmm. and fall trails so i like getting out there community scrapes especially this time of year and that kind of coincides with getting out there and shed hunting and mm-hmm. double whammy two birds one stone you've got a couple so. sheds out there yeah i mean throughout the well, years two or three yeah me and curse found yeah two or three um found one the other day when i was out there mm-hmm. um scouting um but so I scouted quite a bit during the winter. I pretty much stayed out of there during the summer because went in there maybe once or twice during the summer. I just hate getting out there during the freaking summer yeah, days. Yeah, hills. And it's so thick in there. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to That's walk through. That's that Kentucky property I hunt. Yeah, about freaking thousand ticks on you. So from September when we hunted that Kentucky property, from when I went to Rutcation, it blew my mind how much shit changed. Yeah, it was like mind blowing. So I got out there, um, Chris. Myself and my brother-in-law went out there. Christian? No, uh, Jackson. Um, he, we went out there, what was it, three weeks before season opened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Primary mission, because there's tons of oaks out there on those ridges. So I just wanted to find near my spots where the oaks were dropping. Because mm-hmm. I've seen just like on those spur ridges on the sides where especially the area I was at where um, you're farther off, you're closer to bedding, those oaks close to the bedding, if they're hot, that's where the deer are going to be. Yeah. So, so where, are they, where are they bedding in this early October time frame? Um, I mean, 
towards the end, end of October, I would say more on the ridges during the, you know, beginning yeah. of October on that shift when the ag is still more relevant like soybeans and stuff, I would say they're, they're betting a little closer to that. But once those eight, those acorns start dropping, they're, they're on the ridges a lot more. Um, I think the buck I was hunting, I think he was two, two ridges over or two. So spot where I was at, which I'm sure we're about to dive into it. Yeah. But like I said, I've seen a lot of betting on those, those spur ridges. Um, but I think, he was one, the next one over from where I was hunting. Um, but that night that he came out, he hadn't been closed because he yeah. came out. Pretty early. Yeah, pretty early. So he's either on the one I was on or the next one over, just due to my trail cam um, info I got on him. But um, so where were we at i kind of lost my train of thought there sitting there yeah let's just go into what was that that'd be 2022 this season you're scouting you and chris right before oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right before season so yeah we got there find the relevant feed sign so were you walking down that creek yeah so you went and checked that that sign. was my mission find the find the hot feed sign and find my most bulletproof access i could find yeah it is that's a great access. so <laughs> this property's got it, it stays dry every time I've been out there. I mean, it puddles up sometime, but um, dry creek bed that runs the perimeter of it. Um, Which is deep. It's probably 20 yeah, foot deep. and you're hidden in that thing. Yeah, and so, good rocks. It ain't like... I always thought it had water because I, I yeah. did go down there one time and there was water in it, so I like always wrote it off. Yeah. Um, and then I started exploring it more, and I was like, damn, this thing is nine times out of ten dry yeah um so it's like some lord of the ring shit when you're walking through yeah <laughs> so i found like there's a big cave on it really so it drains the water out oh okay so unless you get like a which is it draining the way we were walking or is it draining against us when you're walking to where um, you feel them towards where i go okay yeah. okay i thought we were going the opposite way so um because that's where the cave is i mean yeah. it's it's big so it's gotta be sucking every bit yeah. of water out there um so i Found this creek, knew about it, but um, didn't really think of it as access because I always thought there was water in it, which mm-hmm. is kind of dumb. I should have dived into it a little sooner, but found that, and there's a couple drainages that, deep drainages that lead up on the ridges um, that I kind of pinpoint to getting up to that ridge. So would you say that was your aha moment this year? Yeah, Finding that access route? Yeah. Yeah. And um, if I could play the wind right, and it was blowing down that, that, um, creek bed i mean i was pretty much bulletproof mm-hmm. um especially in the evening with my thermals dropping down that because that is a big thing out there and the, if you don't have the wind the, those thermals take over big time with all the hills yeah um, swirling and shit just rising dropping and i mean and you're big on thermals this was my first year where i thought about thermals hard yeah i like knew about them in the years past but well this i mean like i've always been used uh, hunting at the swamp it's river bottoms I mean, yeah. there's no like yeah. no terrain there no. they diving into hill country i mean uh, that was another time I mean, it was a huge learning curve just in that aspect because i had it's kind of big a, woods the property big, kind it of is, is yeah, big, it's all yeah. big woods hill country i mean it was just 
totally different game and just trying to learn how deer use the train. I think it's the hardest deer because I went and I've dabbled in it when we went hunting Kentucky. It's like it's different. It's hard. I've, it's just cause I'm you, starting to get a knack for it though. Yeah, it's just not like because we've grown up like the swamp. It's got natural edges and shit mm-hmm. and little things you can yeah, like, you're easily hunt, pinpoint. You're edges, yeah. There, you don't you have edges, but it's like you have to. It's more train. Yeah, you have to yeah. fit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I found. Just the most bulletproof access I could find. Um, as long as the wind was cooperating, I could get in there pretty much unscathed. Um, so, like I said, that was three weeks before season. Hung a cell cam on top of the ridge where I could, the only place I'd get service. And then I had another camera in between the two spur ridges um, on a drainage. I found a big crossing there. And uh, I didn't get out there until to hunt. It may be, it may have been my first. I did hunt Kentucky once in September, and then I went up. We tried. We just did some observation shit sits at the swamp. But my first real hunt was October eighth out there, um, and I kind of I used that the creek, then cut up a drainage. It's a good walk, mile back or something, right? Um, I think to it's probably a mile and a quarter. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a tough walk though. That creek yeah. is not fun to walk. Yeah, a lot of rocks. Um, but October eighth was my first hunt out there. I got kind of on the edge of the thick stuff coming down the spur ridge, so it's a little higher up on it than I was when I shot him but that was a morning hunt got out there I saw shoot most deer I've ever seen out there I saw two three bucks and then freaking a pile of does at least eight or so yeah um but I realized quickly that all these deer were moving down below me on the as far as the spur ridge goes, it was probably halfway down to the lower quarter of it. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, why are they all going through there? Because I, I only had a couple deer close, but like all of them at the distance were moving pretty much the same spot. So I hunted that morning. Then after the hunt, I climbed down and walked down there, and it was just unreal like feeding side yeah so fresh acorns acorns everywhere you know your trees pretty good what kind of acorns were they um primarily white oaks but there was some some red sprinkled in um which white's king for sure Um, i don't like white they're more rare around here i feel like yeah we got like mom dad's property there's a lot of red red and pen i think that giant oak i'm pretty sure that's a white oak the yeah. one that big big one right there, there i haven't seen forever but pretty sure yeah because it, it seems like yeah a, it's rounded leaves yeah almost certain. the yeah the lobes on rounded but yeah primarily around here it's red and pin i would say yeah i've heard um, a lot of people say you get on a fresh fallen white oak you better be there yeah so that's what i found um there's some some white oaks there's one or two white oaks and like i said some reds and maybe a pin or two but it was like the ground was bare because there was, was there so a lot many deer, deer shit around them. Yeah, deer, yeah. turkeys, everything. Yeah, and there was just tra- trails running the side of this ridge, just heavy, running um, parallel with them. With them, so I find a tree and 
once I get to it, I'm looking and I'm like, oh my god, this is literally perfect. Looks good. All, all I gotta do is climb up the side of this creek bed. And I'm, I feel like that's important to me. Climbing up in a tree and like feeling good about yeah. it. I think that's like almost like one of the most important things. I didn't me. have a lot. Of cover. I don't like it. What it looks like. I feel like it kind of ruins my hunt for me. Yeah, I didn't have a lot of cover in the tree. I kind of stuck out like a turd and punch bowl, but. <laughs> For the deer coming in there, like, they were going to be, like, on top of me by time. Yeah. And so it's much, October. Yeah, there's, leaves so, many, on yeah the there's so many leaves and stuff. Um, so, I find the tree. I'm like, this is going to be a spot. So, after I find that, I go and pull my card on my camera. I don't know until I get home, but plug into the computer, and I got a giant eight-point. And another really another stud ten. I'd have shot that ten yeah. in a heartbeat. You said that to me. I remember. I'm like, God. Oh. Yeah. And he looked big. And they're but looks sitting right next to him now. He didn't look that big. No. That's truck him was a good you. His body yeah. shrunk him so much. Exactly. Too. Yeah. But, and he was heading right there. Um, so fresh too, right? He was like there recently, wasn't yeah, he? Very recently. Yeah. Because um, that was a card camera on that one. Yeah. yeah. So that like I mean, had been out there for three weeks. A bunch of bucks on there, but. He was like the number one. Yeah. So you could just I say when you saw him, I bet you be so body. I mean, Ooh. he was obviously mature. So I was like, yeah. "All right, that's the one I'm going after." Because um, weren't those bucks right behind each other? Wasn't it a video? No, it was a couple days oh, was it? apart. Yeah, but that one was there at like five. It was yeah, daylight that's shit. October, you yeah. see a buck at five o'clock, you better be in there. Yeah, you know, and that's because he's bedding there somewhere. I think I know where he's bedding. That was one spots I found a couple of years ago and kind of reinvestigated this year while I was out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that was my, where I was going to run hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my plan to go in there, but didn't make it that far. So I guess we'll go into, uh, October 10th. Mm-hmm. So I hunted that's the day, right? Yeah. I hunted the morning of the eighth and then I didn't get out there until the 10th for the evening sit. So I, the weather, or the wind, um, weather and wind, I guess. So it had been cooler the three days prior. So October 8th when I was out there, it was pretty chilly. I was like, mm-hmm. I had my thermals on. Yeah, it was a good early time. October yeah, cold front. It was, it was cold out there. Probably helped that. That's why I saw freaking deer that morning. But mm-hmm. um, So a bunch of north and then it switched to south wind, which I've always heard like, Hunt the first south after yeah. a bunch of north. And that's, a, that's a, like a perfect wind for your setup, wasn't it? A south wind coming out of there? Um, yes. And, but there's, it was, but at the same time, like, I'd never take the wind for what the weatherman says in yeah. there. Especially on them ridges. It does the craziest shit in there. So, like, the day, the day I shot my buck, when I got out there, like, it was calling for south east wind which is what i have them i wrote all this shit down um i had a south east wind that day but the way the wind was blowing when um no you're good whole parker's gonna turn off the dryer little no editing that's what we do here on the white tail yeah. bloodline come on we're sitting in the kitchen right now <laughs> um so yeah south wind that day and uh calling for a south wind old yeah. weather man will get you but the way it was blown was almost west yeah it, i was showing you on the map it was like it was coming up that ridge and like 
blowing yeah. off that and then coming back down the drainage and that's why you need to i think you use don't you um what's it called little milkweed milkweed yeah and so i was dropping that mm-hmm. i'm facing almost northeast well i guess my shoot my shooting um side is facing northeast and that wind is blowing over my right shoulder down to the creek okay so and it worked good then it did work good so I got in there. You could throw in the milkweed and you could see it doing that, yeah. hitting that, and then boop, hitting that. Plus, when it was an evening hunt, so for the, the yeah. thermals, pulling down to that creek was perfect, too. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't like a real heavy wind. Because um, when you get out of this creek, how far did you walk up to that tree? It wasn't far. So that's what I'll get to. I, I went in there, got in there a little early, but super quiet down that creek. And then this tree that I picked out, all I had to do was come up the side of the bank which it's freaking a steep yeah, climb. It, it, it's like you have to pick a spot to climb yeah, up yeah and um literally i just had to pop on top and i was to that tree yeah so i wasn't tromping around or anything yeah, it was perfect so i got set up and it was a lot warmer that day than it had been um but it's October. There's acorns on the ground. I was yep. like, something's going to come Still out. on those early patterns at that point for the yeah. most part. And I swear, I was like, because I wasn't seeing shit. And it was getting starting to get late. And I just kept telling myself, I was like, a big eight's coming out tonight. Yeah. I was like, I told myself that three times. And the last time I told myself is it was starting to get a little dark. And... Just kind of, you know, hadn't seen anything all that evening. So I just started to do some pre-cleaning in mm-hmm. the tree. Put, I had put my camera up, which was a huge mistake because it would have been <laughs> sick film. But yeah. start cleaning up, tidying up in the tree. But What, last kept, like 15, 20 minutes left of light? Yeah. Yeah. Kept the bow there. I was like, that, <laughs> that big eight's coming out tonight. Yeah. It, I just, sure shit, as soon as I put my camera in the bag. Oh, yeah, I swear. I, hit, I heard something over my left shoulder twig breaking so i look up probably thinking slow squirrel since you haven't you haven't seen nothing right no i hadn't seen anything that that evening so sure shit kind of creep you know slow as i can turn look over my shoulder and freaking big frame coming down the hill big old body i was like that's a big eight (laughs) how far is he at this point he's probably 50 yards okay 50 60 at that time just came out of the thick. So he came off the like the top of the spur ridge. There's a bunch of I, I always call it spice bush. I don't think it's spice bush. But good bedding, like yeah. that can hide in that shit. Yeah. So he could have been bedded there. Um, so he could have been a hundred yards from you. Yeah. For real. With which saved me with that access and that wind and mm-hmm. um just being super I felt like a damn ninja getting in that yeah. that day. Um But sure shit, dude, he's starting to come right to me in the perfect lane that i have he's coming right to it to the because there's i'm right at the base of all these these oaks here um so i grab my bow um i don't even remember really drawing back that happens to be almost yeah. every time i shoot a bow. it was just like instinctual yeah draw back on him i think i stopped him i don't know if i stopped him i think he was moving slow enough uh, you told me. I, I think you stopped him. Yeah, I think I'm pretty I did sure stop you him. didn't stop him. So I stop him. At this point, he's 20 yards. Mm-hmm. Stop him. Perfectly broadside? Yes. Yeah. And What does he do when you stop him? Do you even remember? 
he he didn't even turn his head yet. Yeah. Like he was just I was already on him. Yeah. And full draw when you, you stop probably. As soon as he stopped, I just squeezed it off and I just th- could thump, dude. Yeah. Drilled him. You and, did drill him. And he at that moment I just went to shambles, dude. I started shaking. He <coughs> ran probably twenty yards up the hill and stood there. And I was like, Oh god. Flashback to I last said, year. Yeah. It haunted me. I said, Did I fucking miss him somehow? And I was like, nah. There's no way. And about that time he started getting a little the little wobble. Started no. sidestepping. Sidestep to the left, right, side step to the right. Like, your heart had to drop. Like, Let's yeah. Go. And then, then he fell over, and then I yelled. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I you screaming. have to. Dude, I think I hopefully I was the only one. Especially out there, after everything you've been going through, hunting that public for the past couple of years, man. Yeah. It had to have been just like oh, oh very God. rewarding. Yeah. yeah. So, and the coolest point, like, I, I, you saw the arrow. Um, my dad had passed away the year before, so. Oh God, to before my October eighth hunt. I wrote his name on the veins of my killer. Yeah, I remember that. And fucking dude, send it through him. So that was a good I'm a big too. believer in that, man. Like, a little like, extra. I'm a know? huge believer in, like, things come to the people that deserve it. Yeah. Like, well, the people that put in the hard work, and I'm just a big believer in that. Yeah. Yeah, the hard work helps, for sure. Um, old, old Kurt was with you, for sure, man. Yeah, that's what I think. But yeah, dude, unreal moment. So, then, I was like, oh, yeah. No service. No service. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude. This is a really long He's only, ball. what, 40 yards from you? Yeah, at this point, he's maybe 40, 50 yards. So I, I watched the whole thing. I I actually, like, recorded myself as soon as, like, yeah, I saw about, he oh, was yeah. going down. Yeah. You can hear him kicking around in the background. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so then I climbed down. It's the most, like, frantic climbing down the tree. You know, <laughs> like, just throwing my sticks out of the tree. Yeah. And I get down to the base of the tree. I'm like... Did what? you leave your platform up and everything? No, I, yeah, I tore it all, all down, down. But I was just <laughs> yeah, shaking. So finally get down to the, the ground and walk up to him and I'm like, oh shit, he's bigger than I thought. Because I I tried not to look as I like yeah. saw it was him and yeah, then I, that's I tried, tried to, to keep my eyes off his rack. I was just focused on his body, and the dude, this thing was a horse. Moose, bro. He's one of the biggest. He might be the biggest buck body I've ever seen. Honestly, it was insane. I think it's why his antlers didn't look as big in that freaking trail cam video. Trail cameras will fool you. I've noticed, though. Yeah, nighttime time. pictures, too. Yeah, yeah. Delete some of the mass. I talked to that guy from uh, the fall podcast. He, me and him were talking about that. He's like, dude, nighttime photos will make them drop. Well, like the, the buck I saw in Kentucky, the one mm-hmm. I just showed you. Mm-hmm. Way more mass than that. Yeah. He looked like a stud coming across at CRP. But yeah. Back to uh, uh, yeah. Indiana. Get, so Get your hands on them. Yeah, I go up there, freaking fuck out. Then I was like, oh, damn, I'm way back here. And I don't have any cell service. So I had to take my ass all the way up to the top of this ridge. And I so call, you just walked right up there where he was dead, and you boop, right up to the top of that? Yeah. Yeah. So I walk a couple hundred yards up the hill, no service. Well, I walked like first like 50 yards up, no service, another 50 bouncing between like a bar and nothing so i was like fuck it i'll try it and call one person the call drops because i lose service try calling another person can't get a hold of them then i think i call you i was walking out of the woods i was like fuck today 
Yeah. I was walking out a little early when you called me. <laughs> and I was like, can you get a hold of... Then as you're... I'm talking to you, Curtis calls back. No, Chris calls back. And I was like, get Curtis. Yeah. I'm going to need some... Up. Well, I called Chris right before that hunt. Yeah. And I was like, expect a call tonight. And he's like, all right, I have my phone with me. So I finally get a hold of him. He's like, all right, I'll get them together. I'll meet you at the parking. So yeah, it was very hectic from our side of it, dude. It was nuts because I, I, I got no a hold of you and I only got like a little bit out of you, like dude, I just shot a a giant, blah blah blah. So yeah, dude, I was couldn't get a hold of anybody. Then the bits and pieces, I guess, that gathered the armies because I get get up to the the parking, mm-hmm. finally get a little service, and then I find out six guys are coming. So I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. It was funny though because we all had different pieces. Of yeah, the story like me, Chris, and Curtis, and we all figured out like. All right, he's got to be over there. We're all gonna meet here. It was it was funny on yeah. our side of it because we had no idea. We didn't yeah. we the didn't get a hold of you basically until we got there. Almost. Yeah, the only thing you could probably get at bring beer. <laughs> yeah, if I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. So we get up to the truck. I'm sitting there for an hour waiting for you guys, um, and then everybody shows up. I didn't show you guys pictures. I was like, oh, I'll just surprise them. And uh, we get up there, and dude, that was the funnest time I ever had in the woods. That was awesome. That was my favorite pack. A lot of freaking work, though. Yeah, that was my first pack out on a bug, yeah, but there was no. Not no such rocks. No he, way. Not for a mount. And I don't even think dragging him would have been feasible. We took yeah. us hours. My buck was about the same distance, a l- probably a little closer, and it sucked on flat ground. Yeah. <laughs> there was no way we were dragging him out of there. So luckily, Curtis brought his meat hauler. We got him up and. Shot the shit back there and took in the moment and finally packed him out and that was the hardest part of the whole night. <laughs> yeah, from when we got there where we got him back, it's probably three hours or something. Yeah, God, dude. Well, we didn't do a good job splitting up. We I started off trying to be he man. I had two. Yeah, I did. Yeah, like one hundred fifty pounds. <laughs> two, two fucking giant moose quarters on my back and then the cape in the head, going down the steepest shit ever. Yeah. And your video of me busting my ass. I bust my ass at least twice. Uh, we had to switch off on carrying the pack a few times because there's trees across that creek. Oh, yeah. Climbing over. Like Jesus we had Christ. big old Christian with us. Yeah. And... Jackson with us. You know, he took it for a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, dude, that was one hell of a night. So, But, yeah, it was, like I said, I mean, 10 days in the season. So it was it was quick. I was kind of disappointed. I was like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> it's right Luckily, over. So, I mean, yeah, that's a, a bitter, bittersweet because, I mean, you're tagged out already. Yeah. That's who tags out it on It is bittersweet. Who but, tags out on mature public land buck the first 10 days of the season, you know? Yeah, it was pretty cool. So, um, I have some stuff written down here, interesting things. Uh, so, like I said, one one of the things was that it was a like the first south wind after a bunch of norse. Mm-hmm. Could have played a role in it. But also, the red moon was the night before. I don't really pay much attention to the moon, but... yeah. This year, I'm going to pay more attention to it. I had a couple of guys on from, a, or one guy on from Team 200, and you know how big they yeah, are on it. Yeah, new guy, yeah. And I mean, Adam Hayes, he just killed him. You see that giant he just killed? I have On the last red moon? I, I wouldn't hold it past him, yeah. Good lord, it's giant. Yeah. It's, I'd say it's, if it's not 200, it's close. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're... And it was cold front was moving in, because it was warm when you killed him, but when we were packing him out, I was getting cold. Yeah, the pressure was good that night, too. It was 30.24. Mm-hmm. So that's great pressure for yeah. early October. A lot of good things that kind of combined, I think, to yeah. to make it. That was, kinda... probably the, that was probably the first cold front moving in of the year. Well, yeah, 
so that, yeah, that cold, this was, so I've also heard like if you have, especially probably early season because it's such a shock, mm-hmm. you have, there's first, like I said, it was like three days. It was, I mean, pretty cold, um, especially for early October. Yeah. Um, and then it was that first warm up too. Mm-hmm. So I've heard, you know, that first warm up after some cold days. I've noticed that this year. Yeah. I noticed like the cold front wasn't as good, but that day after it moved out, when it started warming up, it was almost always good on my cell camps this year. Yeah. So culmination of a lot of interesting things that, you know, could have led to some like success that night. So yeah, and that's it. I didn't really notice all that until I started, you know, writing yeah. everything down from that night. That's one thing I started doing this year is writing more stuff, especially yeah. you get these like, these properties you have history with and you get trail cameras, it's good to write them down, see what the moon was, see what the wind's doing. It actually teaches you a lot when you have it on one piece of paper and you can yeah. like look at them side by side. I want to do it like an Excel spreadsheet and just never delete the trail cam picture and just, yeah. well, at least buck wise, yeah. just keep record of everything. It's all work though. Yeah. In the future, man, when hopefully we can all get these properties and stuff, I'd like to have like a wall of fame, like a big like board where you actually have the pictures on there and it shows yeah progression or something cool it would be cool but yeah uh like i said i mean it was so early you use deer cast a lot i i got the free version it yeah. said good that day though yeah i i got i got it because i think it was partly because the moon and the i don't know if their algorithm runs off the moon at mm-hmm. all it, it does. does yeah could have been the moon and the pressure like 12 things or 16 things that their program yeah. runs off of but i like it i got the i got the real version because of dylan yeah. If somebody else gets it, you can get it too. Get sure. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I, I love the jury guys. I've loved them forever. I mean, oh, yeah. they were working on that for years to, to come up with it. So, I mean. They're fun. they're the ones that got everybody in the mindset of, I mean, they, I think they contributed a lot of the chasing mature bucks. And oh, stuff. 100%. They got it. Yeah. I, dude, that's who I grew up watching. I was DVD guy. I've been mm-hmm. jury guy since DVDs. I was watching Predator Madness, Turkey Videos. Oh, yeah. Oh, mad monster bucks mm-hmm. oh yeah that's what i grew up that was what was cool seeing michael waddell at the ata show that's what i told him yeah i was like I remember, i've been watching you since i was 10 years old man my, my dad had a good stretch of my childhood when we were going up and doing the the hunts at the swamp mm-hmm. he had a little dvd player and i would sit in the back and watch monster bucks on, on the, the way, way going there. down yeah there. yeah so that's a good memory and it, we'd always have like playing dvds up there just watching all the the shows and it's kind of crazy from just we're not even that old what are you 27 28 are you 28 28 yeah you're my it's 28 just how far it came from our childhood like it started off with that where that's cinematic <laughs> yeah we like just in the fact that you you couldn't really learn nothing from hunting tv shows back in the no, day. no yeah not really it was just, it was like, just cut scenes to kill shots yeah it was basically outfitters guys going to outfitters yeah. killing bucks but now it's just that's that's what I like watching the most. I mean, I like watching the big names like Midwest Whitetail, uh-huh. Hunting Public. Where you see the behind-the-scenes work. Yeah, that's like that's my favorite. I like the off-season work almost as much as hunting. I won't say yeah. I like it as much because I'd be lying, but... Yeah, I mean, I can't say as much on the Kentucky property, but I scouted, at least in Indiana, more than I hunted this year. Um, and probably... I want to say super close, but I mean, I put a decent amount of time out in Kentucky too. Going to do a lot better job of getting up because I didn't really expect on um, having the time to hunt out there as much as I did. That was my thing with Indiana this year. I thought I had other plans, and then those plans fell through. So I was like, "Damn, I didn't plan for Indiana as well." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
That's why I killed in Kentucky, though, because I put a shit ton of time mm-hmm. in Kentucky. I went, fuck, scouted before season at least half a dozen times, and that's an hour, hour drive. Yeah. yeah I, but I'm a big believer in that. It's just like you can't get a feel for a property unless you put boots on the ground. You right. just can't. And you learn a little more every year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, every visit, really. Scouting yeah. trip. Um, but, yeah, that's my plans is getting just diving in hard with the scouting even more than i have before um mm-hmm. just you know spend as much time as i can learning especially with that kentucky property i'm hunting um i mean it's such a big property and there's so much to to learn i mean there's tons of deer out there it's just pressured i mean yeah pressure and then it's just a whole it's pretty bad pressure though there's, there's like pressure where people are like pressure pressure and then there's just like your normal hunter pressure where they're walking 300 yards yeah Good good thing about that spot is that it's bow and muzzleloader only. Yep, same with the place I own. Yeah. It helps a lot. WMAs. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's nice. They're not constantly bombarded by guns. Um so that's I think that's why a lot there's a lot of bucks on there because they kinda of find sanctuary in there. Mm-hmm. Um away from all the the guns going off and all the private around it. So but yeah, I mean scouting's the the key. So I've already got plans on probably going out there, scouting. You said that's a property you're definitely gonna be hunting every year. I'd assume after yeah. the past couple of years you've had. It sucked eating that three hundred dollar tag this year. I didn't. I, I didn't want to shoot a doe out there this year. Yeah, I thought about going back and shooting a Kentucky doe. But yeah. I was like, yeah. Well, last night, last night I thought about it if one came out, but um, didn't have an opportunity at one. But yeah, I mean, it's already season's over, but it's already getting into all right gonna go scout this property gonna go scout this property like i said it's my favorite time to get out there when before green everything's out. relevant still yeah you know? still see rubs good here in a couple of months rubs kind of fade off mm-hmm. they see, don't pop scrapes that. too i mean there's some scrapes that are still get tore up i saw one mm-hmm. shoot where was it at i think it was on the indiana public when i went out there um i already went and hung out two more cameras out there so kind of see what survived, and there's, I saw two scrapes that had been uh, pawed at, so I mean. Yeah, I found that one community scrape, first time scouting that Indiana piece, and they've been hitting it year round mm-hmm. since I found that, and I found that last winter about this time. Yeah, but that's, that's a great part about getting out there, because you still see the scrapes, you still see all the rubs trails that they're using during the time you're out there you can there. still so, kind of see human pressure too you mm-hmm. can tell the little leaf paths that everybody's walking oh, down yeah. you can tell a human path yeah a little wider <laughs> yeah. yeah like that piece i hunt it's just like every piece there's ladder sands first few hundred yards and then people will hunt about half a mile in but they don't usually go past that half mile yeah like that little spot i have is like a caddy corner on the corner of the end of the property i'm hunting probably three four hundred yards off of it and just nobody goes there. I've had trail camera there all year, and it's a spot. If you walk through there, you're going to walk right by that trail yeah. camera and not got one person on it. That's another thing, too. Like, there's sometimes that, that'll fool you, too. Like, those close spots. Yep. It fooled me this year, early season. We jumped there. There's, there's sometimes very overlooked. We jumped the buck I shot in November, first week of bow season, like, as a crow flies, 200 yards from parking. Yeah. I think he was bedding on private in the thicker rainstorm came through. I think he switched his bed right before he went. Was they flooded in his, there a little bit? Not where he was at. He was. I think he was bedding up on like an oak ridge. 
and then he works his way into the public, going to ag because you have to they have to walk through that public to get to the the private ag. Gotcha, gotcha. So they yeah, were, they were telling me they that. were betting on the private, walking through public to private. It's a risky walk. <laughs> yeah, it's just I don't know that 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 place. But was you know weird. the thing, it was just weird with pressure. Other than not like people hunted it, but I never saw anybody when I was walking yeah. through there. That's always a good feeling. Had one dude whistle at me, swear to God it was a ghost. Saw a deer cross this little path in front of me, so I walked there, got right where it was, and heard a And I'm like, at first, I'm like walking fast. I'm like, damn, I just ruined this dude's hunt. And then, uh, dude, nobody was there. Walked back, one guy parking at the truck. We could see him walking back the other way. Really? Dude, weird. It was weird. I did have a guy. It was like, there was no way he came from anywhere else unless he, like... Maybe one piece of private, but no, I don't think so. It was weird. So after that October 8th hunt, I walked the opposite way down that creek towards the west. And uh, just to see if it would be easier to get in from the other side, mm-hmm. which it wasn't. Um, that side's thick, but isn't it? I was well on the, the public, and I started, you know, cut up. And there's private probably... 100, 150 yards away from me. And, you know, I'm che- I'm constantly checking my map, make oh, sure yeah. I'm not getting mm-hmm. anywhere I'm not supposed to be. I, I hear a guy, hey, you're on private. And I was like, what? I just froze. And I was like, I don't see this guy anywhere. I was like, refresh, trying to, you know, refresh my map. I did it like 10 times. I was like, nope, I'm on public and just kept walking. Um, never saw him? Never saw him. Yeah. Public's weird, dude. Yeah. Like, when I shot my buck, did I tell you how the dude was hunting, like, right where my buck died? Yeah. And he had his crossbow sitting up in the, the stand. So I sat there for three hours. Did you? Right. I thought he was. I thought he saw my buck die, climbed out, and went to go get him. Because it died, uh, like, 150 yards. He just left him. it up there? Dude, never saw the dude. Sat there for three hours. We dragged that buck out. Never saw the dude. That's awesome. And he had a dead deer there, too. Had a doe. That's what was real weird. I didn't even see it. I was like 50 yards from He's it. fucking dead. I'm like talking, I'm talking mad shit to my phone. Like, this dude might have just stole my buck. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> talking mad shit. And then I look over and it's a dead doe. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I just sat against the wall. I was like, I don't catch this guy. He's got my buck. He ain't going to see me sitting here. Never saw that dude. Corey and Dylan got there. We dragged him out. And it took a while to drag him out. It was warmer that day, too. Wasn't yeah, it? it got pretty warm. It was it was cool in the morning, then it got warm. So, dude, I don't know. Like, it had us worried when we got back because we could see where he was parked. There was only two spots you could park right there. Never saw the dude. So, we were worried. He, like, had a heart attack going to get a knife. Or... Maybe he doubled up. And yeah, I don't know. On another track it was down. weird, though. Never saw him. But it freaked me. You think he would have took his crossbow if he was tracking that? Yeah, because he had a climber. So, he had to bring sticks with him. But he left his climber there year-round and put a trash bag over it. I walked right under his stand when I'm going to my spot. Because that's just, like, where you, where, where I walked through for wind mm-hmm. and everything. It wasn't in it when I walked in, and then I shot that buck, and it was only like 8.30 or 9 or something, like 9 o'clock, so he still should have been in the stand. That's what threw me off, and that buck ran right to him. Yeah. But, I mean... That was, that was my first year of public land, so this is my first year getting a taste of all, like, the just, like, pressure, and you yeah. you hear the horror stories of people taking deer, like, right before that. Like the, oh, yeah. A guy I've we seen know pictures in, of people putting bikes bike locks on bucks around yeah, trees like like a couple days before a guy we know shot one in pennsylvania big buck came up to a gut pile so that was like what was going through my oh mind Lord, instantly dude, that would be a heartbreaker so i walked up on this guy and uh going down to this bottom and he's not far off the path and uh yeah i was like sorry dude he's like you're good i'm climbing down to go get some lunch because i was going in for an evening sit when was this 
time frame? Uh, probably 11. Like November? Oh, yeah. Um, this would have been... This is before our camping trip out there, so I think it was like first week of November. Okay. Um, oh, it was during that camping trip? You no, it was after that, so okay. it was probably third week of November. Um, and... I was like, sorry, dude. He's like, no, you're good. I'm calm down and get some lunch. And when I had pulled up to the parking, there was a guy from Texas, which I think he was originally from Kentucky, and then um, his buddy hunting out there. And I was like, we pulled up the maps. I was like, I'm going here. I'm going here. And I ran into that guy. And he's like, you're good. I'm staying here for the evening. I was like, I told him where I was going. Um, public land courtesies. Mm-hmm. So get back to the track that that night and we, we all you know come out about the same time i'm sitting there just parker hell and me I had some beers left in the, yeah. the cooler in the back of the truck so pass a few out we get talking guy from texas and his buddy leave and then me and the other guy um i give him another one and he's like all right now they're they're gone let's talk he's like, <laughs> you seem pretty serious out here and i was like yeah and he's like i've hunted here like Pretty much my whole hunting career. I was like, cool. And he's like, yeah, when you came through, um, probably an hour or two before then, there's a 150 in that, that bottom field there. Yeah. I'm like, no shit. And he's showing me pictures. And yeah, it was definitely 150 at least. How far were you back when you met up with that dude? Um, that was probably a mile and a half back. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So you're that far back, you see somebody. He's, he's serious. Yeah. Uh, so, which the other guys were serious because the Texas guy, he was. He does a lot of Western hunts, so he was getting pretty far back there. He was actually where Curtis and I were hunting during our three-day rotation out there, mm-hmm. um, which there was – I almost got a shot at a really good buck back there. Yeah, he was a good um, But, yeah, he he shared a bunch of knowledge with me because that, that was my first year out there. I turkey hunted in the spring out there. I did some scouting. I saw a shit ton of deer out there when I was turkey hunting. I yeah. was like, this might be a pretty solid property. Um, so every time like I was going out there, I'd text him and uh, he would, you know, yeah, that's a good spot. I got a camera over there, get a lot of bucks moving through there. So he's real helpful. And he actually had like the craziest story really? ever. So he had a buddy come into town and they were both hunting out there together. Um, I think this is towards either this might have been like the first week of December and uh, they're ground hunting and his buddy is he walks back to the truck and his buddy's still down there well he's putting a stock on these this buck and another buck runs in and they start going hard as shit just really? fighting hard and while they're fighting, he's sneaking up on them. Mm-hmm. Well, they get locked up. So he shoots the bigger one and then calls this guy. And he's like, dude, you got to get back down here quick. So he fucking runs pretty much yeah. all the way down there. Gets up there, shoots the other buck. That's insane. And they were locked. Like, it, yeah. he said it took him 15 minutes to get him unlocked. That's So nuts. they had two, like, both great freaking bucks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's one of the wildest stories I've ever heard. But yeah, that's nuts. Um, yeah, it's cool meeting people like that that are it courteous cool. enough to yeah to help you out because, like I said, that was my first time diving in out there. So, and like I said earlier, I didn't 
really put much time out there because I did not expect. Yeah. I expected to be hunting Indiana, you know, most, most of the season. Of the season so yeah. I'd done, like I said, some turkey hunts out there. So I'd scouted somewhat that time frame. But um, before our trip out there, when we camped, Curtis and I had got back there and did quite a bit of scouting. Then our first morning out there, uh, we elected not to hunt and did some in-season scouting, which was really helpful, um, mm-hmm. which that's overlooked too. Like I, That's what I did that first week of recreation. First day, I was like, we're going to go chomp through this. We legit walked smartly through the property, but it was a part of the property I hadn't scouted. Yeah. Most we, times we, I was there, so I was like, this guy be a good spot for the rut. Yeah, we walked it like we were hunting yeah. going to hunt, so we were very mindful. Uh, but, I mean, that's some, you know, viable information. Yeah. yeah. So find a hot scrape or something. Yeah, that found a bunch of those, and yeah, that how that one buck that walked by, and I think he walked by that scrape. That buck he sent me a video when he's running, goes down the ditch and everything. That was a good buck. Yeah, one thirties, one forties. Yeah, he's probably he was another big eight. It had been the year of the eight. Yeah, Dude, that, was, that was one of those like kind of kick yourself because I was gonna hang. I had one of those dilemmas. Yeah. Uh, paralysis by over analysis um and i was like i need to get a little bit lower so because there's kind of fighting out along the creek i was hunting um it was real thick along it and there's big trails going through there and there's this big scrape and it's kind of swampy in that area ain't it? yeah a little bit um kind of river bottom feel yeah. down there with the creek and everything which is i'm not gonna say gonna <laughs> um but it uh, I would like to sit down there because it's like I want to be able to be past if something does come down this trail. I don't want my thermals pulling down. Mm-hmm. Hindsight's twenty twenty. I should have went with my initial thought, and I would got a perfect shot. That twenty thirty yard shot off ten. Yeah, and uh, but it was one of those. It's of course the rut, so he was dogging the doe, and he was coming right at me, dude. Like I was like, oh my god, this is gonna happen, and uh. He gets 30 yards, and the doe he has fallen just decides to take the other way. Yeah. And he was slow going, but he followed her um, and uh, just walked out of my life. But yeah. I didn't see him again, but I he was a little bit behind the doe because the doe came running in. She was panting hard, and I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, there's going to be something behind her. That was like our vacation, me and Dylan. I had four days when I shot my buck. But we saw a shooter buck every single sit, or every day, almost every sit. We missed like one or two sits, but every day we saw a shooter. We had that one, the second sit morning hunt was basically like scout a little bit, find a good spot, mm-hmm. jumped up a big buck on like three does, so that, and he went that way. So I was like, he's going to come back tonight, just yeah. thinking he is. And dude, he did exactly what we thought, but he went to the CRP at 30, 35 yards and just couldn't squeeze a shot yeah. off. And he, he was a more mature buck than the one I shot, but mine probably scored better. He was he was a good buck. Yeah, it was. Uh, I had a lot. I'm telling you, a lot of good hunts out there. I probably only had. Cursa was a deer magnet out there, or a buck magnet because I do I. Maybe, two hunts that I had out there, including the freaking last hunt when we yeah <laughs> last night we had high house we were we were pumped for that one, um, but only two hunts I think that I didn't see a deer. Yeah. Um, or at least a buck. I, I had. I mean, there's so many damn bucks out there, dude. It's insane. 
Um, but really good, good season to learn the property, um, getting in there and diving in hard. But excited for next year. Yeah. Like I said, kind of definitely spend some time scouting out there. Curse was out there Saturday, Saturday morning and did some scouting for us. And he found some really good, good intel. It's cool. Me and him are kind of doing like we're tag teaming it. So yeah. kind of passing on that, that knowledge. And we're both going to get a bunch of cell cameras and put it out there, which that's going to be another big thing for yeah. this upcoming season. I'm going to go heavy on some cameras and just try and cast a net. And, yep. I'm doing that this year as well. Yeah. Cell cameras help a lot. It's my yeah. first year diving hard into them and they helped me a lot this year. Yeah. Helped me kill my Kentucky buck for sure. I, I had one. I had two prior to this season that I stacked a few on and I mean it's so convenient especially for like that Kentucky property that's an hour away yeah exactly and even the the public I'm hunting in Indiana it's only 30 minutes but it's I, I don't want to go and in intrusion there. yeah intrusion and I put my standard SD cards either I mean within the hills and stuff you don't get good service so if I have to put the card camera that I know I'm not gonna be able to check regular but Usually it's just like a standard card yeah. on easy to get to areas out there. But yeah, those cell cameras, I mean, game life so much easier. Yeah, they do. And like me going mobile this year, it taught me a shit ton. Just because also I dove into public land hard this year, which teaches you a lot too. So yeah, I'm excited to go harder into mobile. I'm gonna upgrade my mobile setup this this off season, and you make me that much better. I'm cutting my weight in about half. Yeah. So that's gonna be love. And like, this could be biased, but. Um, Dude, I just feel like the public land hunting has grown me as a hunter oh, yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. This year, it definitely boosted me up a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's just... Because when you're scouting so much more. Scouting more and just, like, try finding the deer. Like, all right, I know there's going to be other guys yep. here. Yeah, I, I like the challenge of it. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It is a challenge. And, and just because you, you have say, to, if I did it, you can do it. Yeah. That's that's the cool thing about public land. Like, anybody can do it. You have to, it's a lot more thought into it. Yeah, you got to uh, be a lot more methodical. If you want to be successful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's luck and whatnot, but there's a lot more strategy and um, walking. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did my scouting on that Kentucky piece. I got my buck, but... My goal for that was to find some fresh sign. I got some cameras up, knew the bucks were in there, and then I just sat on rut funnels because it was prime time rut funnel time. That first week of November, like, you're sitting in a rut funnel. Yeah. It's a good rut funnel. You're going to see bucks. It's just that's the way it is. It was like I was telling you, I didn't get to hunt it, but I already had, like, my rut spot picked yeah. out and everything, and I was, oh, you got to give Curtis some shit. But he he went in there and hunted near my spot. November 5th I was like yeah dude go check that camera I mean I was like it's gonna start really heating up on that camera and he checked it I mean there's a couple good bucks on it but he's like yeah I think it's just they're just now starting to move hard this was November 5th Mm -hmm. and I was so fucking excited to check that camera after the rut because I went in there end of December to pull those cameras that's like I'm gonna have so much like intel on this. Yeah, he forgot to turn it back on. That's the worst. <laughs> I've done that shit so many times. It's like the biggest kick in the nuts. I texted him. I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna freaking kill you." Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst. Because like my, it's because that's data you can never ever get again. 
Because I'm big on looking at past data and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you can't get it back. No. And I had that cell camera on top of one of the ridges. But I really only put that there just to see, like, I mean, there. I knew deer would be moving through there, but I didn't expect a whole lot, which I had a couple good bucks on that camera. But um, I just kind of threw it up there because service service yeah yeah and uh that's the problem with that indiana piece i got it's just i put i put a cell camera out there got a picture of one young eight point right there first week of november or might have been late november or october and then it just stopped working yeah it was uh especially i mean they can be a blessing and a curse at the same time very frustrating at times but they came out with them new antennas i looked at a bunch of them at ata they're dope yeah, I've seen the long range. Like, they all make one. Uh, uh, HME for like wild games, mm-hmm. muddy and all them. They just made one that came out this year. It's all compatible for them all. Longer ones? Yeah, it's a long ass one. They, yeah. they said though, I was talking to the guy that like runs it. He said, if you put it right above the camera, you're good. It's just having that antenna on it. Really? But you might as well put it higher. Yeah. At that point. But yeah, that's, you got to hang And Reveal makes one. Reveal's wasn't that expensive either. I think it was 50, I've seen 50, 50 bucks, yeah. something like that. Big on the Reveal. They've been very yeah, reliable. I've got, I've got one. I got the X-Pro. It's pretty dope. Yeah. I've had it out all season. The batteries are just about to die now. Yeah. So I've had one out. I mean, that's another thing. For my spots where I never want to go. Yeah. Um, The solar panels. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be about that money. this year. So that one Kentucky camera I got right where I shot my buck, it's like aiming at the tree I was sitting in. It's still almost full battery, and that's been out there since November eighth. Yeah, you run lithiums on them? Fuck no. Yeah, I want my I want my cheap ones. I do run lithiums, and they last forever. Every Um, time I buy new batteries, something happens to the good batteries, and they work worse. Really, it's just like something the camera does something. Some of those cameras you got, I don't know if it, it probably just keeps track of like changes it for like the battery percentage and everything but like like i know in the tactic games you get a punch in that you have lithiums and you have to have a like the hardest sd card to find on planet earth class i just had to drive to it's like class 10 3 x 57 blah 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 yeah. I had to drive all the way to louisville and i got the last one it was only one within like 100 miles i ordered mine off amazon because i did the same thing i went to best buy and tried to look for it and then was not there dude i've had great luck with these new wild game i think i think yeah the encounters i got the terracell too mm-hmm. but i put those like hme regular sd card they're like a class 10 but i've had zero issues with those yeah putting those in those cameras so I don't know. yeah that's so, so kind of complicated dude. a little more but i love them like after using them wild games this year both of them i love them i, I got love, a couple i've always been a wild games guy though you know that i got two all game just standard cameras three i think three yeah hit hell of a deal walmart last year there was in new albany mm-hmm. i mean it's not yeah like, they always have yeah it's not like a like cordon they never on sale but new albany they were like dirt cheap yeah like, yes i say grabbed a bunch of right now i got like roughly 10 regular wild games i got three wild game cells two muddies two stealths and a reveal yeah, I and lost. Only two are out right now. I'm saving a little money throughout yeah. the off season. I'll probably put them back a couple in spring, and then put the rest of them out June. I used to have a lot more cameras, but the swamp ate a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of I'm kind of worried about that on that Kentucky piece, but I don't think it floods like the swamp yeah. does. But yeah, man, that's gonna be a big part of the strategy next year. 
this year, scout. next season. Scout, scout, scout. Cameras, dude. I'm going to get a lot of cameras out there. Cameras teach you so much. So much. Because I want to do at least two in Kentucky, two on my main public piece in Indiana, two, one or two at the Swamp combined with Jackson's four. Yeah. Then um, I'm going to put one out on my family property up there on like a mineral site for yeah. the summer, see what the hell's out there. You got a lot of bucks in the summer there last year. Yeah. So what's one thing, Parker, you like took out of this year that you think was like your number one thing? Access. Access. Yeah. yeah. Big big time. Access is definitely important. Like mom and dad's property is just the weirdest access property in the entire world. Yeah. Like everybody's like, don't walk through the middle. Like if you don't walk through the middle of that property, you're gonna fuck more up. Another thing too is I kinda changed I always like hunted when with it being in my favor more than anything. Mm-hmm. But this year I kind of started cutting it in half and making it to where, like, if a buck was using the wind... In his advantage. I could... Like, you would still feel comfortable. I could just cut, barely playing the yep. edge there. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Them big bucks aren't stupid, man. Yep. They don't get big for so no reason. That was another thing. I, I think that's why I saw a lot that I did was using, you know, that thought process. But, yeah, I think the biggest overall takeaway was access. Yeah. You killed a big one, man. What did this buck score, Parker? Um, Public gro- land, Indiana buck. Nets are for fishes, so gross is 145. Yep. Not bad for Nate. Nope, not at all. Hell of a first buck was a bow, dude. Yeah, first. Smoked him, too. You double-lunged him 20 yards. Yeah, I hit him. Like I said, he, when I thought I missed him, it, it just went through him so fast that... Didn't know it hit him. He didn't know what the hell happened. And he's got, for people, you guys can't see it, but right there on the, his bases, he's got cedar tree junk everywhere because it's still early season. Or yeah. is that velvet, you think? That's probably velvet. Well, that's cedar. There are a bunch of fucking cedars out there, but he had a little bit of velvet oh, yeah. on the side of his antlers still. Yeah, he's Where a he That is going to be a hard eight point to beat. Yes, it will be. Especially on public land. Yeah. He is a toad. He's, when you think of an eight point, that's what you want. I still wish I got my hands on the one in 21, but <laughs> yeah. I'll take this one. Yeah, he, that buck was, he was a toad. Yeah. I think this buck was wider, though. I'll have to send you a little screenshot of that, and I'll send you the trail cam video of him, and yeah. you've got a bunch of pictures of him, so yeah. I'll throw it on the wall. Do a post about it when I drop, yeah. drop this episode. It's getting a little late here so i think i got one more day to post to be on time so i'm gonna yeah. drop that tomorrow but yeah man and what's your last thoughts man somebody going into 2023 season more so like let's go for your public land hunters that are thinking about hitting public land what's some advice you can give them just get out there learn it Put boots on the so, ground like i said my first year out there was i didn't i mean i didn't have any success on the public um Learned a lot, though. Learned. Uh, every year, learn more. I mean... Yeah. You're not going to be good at public land your first year. No. It's just... It's, it's a it's, learning curve. It was so weird. It was, it was a weird feeling because it's like... I grew up hunting private, so it was like... Just totally different mindset on it. Um, but yeah, just exposing yourself to it and It's going to be scary, go. especially when you're hitting these pieces by yourself, especially when there's no service, walking yeah. back, walking Those back. Those are the good spots when there's no service. Yeah, See, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> like them. I just like, I know something's going to happen to me and I'm going to die out there. 
<laughs> or your safety harness. Yeah, yeah. I have been better about that. Yeah. Hopefully, when you up. get kids too, you yeah, gotta think yeah. about things a little yeah, exactly. more. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Um, but yeah, dude. I mean, you just gotta expose yourself to it. Um, Don't be afraid to try new things. I'd say that. Yeah, like, and I mean, like I said, the public land. I really think it's growing, growing me as a hunter. I take the same like thought processes with the pub by learning on the public and apply them to the yep. public i mean my private pieces now exactly um just oh they're going over there well, i'm gonna try to get away from everybody else and let them push the deer and just yeah you know, getting the thick nasty stuff yep exactly hey that's where they're gonna be and then uh let's let's dabble on a little bit of going mobile because i know you're huge on yep. that i know you're huge about cutting all the weight you can yeah i'm what you'd call uh there's like saddle fair <laughs> yep I like exactly. started working class bow hunter talking about there's like three levels of guys there's the like, ab yeah See, i can't remember what they the first one was like just get to the tree figure it out second guy's like a little methodical take your time a little bit like uh you you might have an aider you know what i'm saying yeah. probably not you're just a guy who like you focus you kind of got a game plan and you're trying to be quiet and all that and then like your your c is just like super strict you got an aider cutting all that the way dudes trill, drilling holes in their stands yeah. like i do the the minimalist i i don't like carrying shit out there i'm yeah. not drilling holes in, the, the most modifications i've done is did am steel instead of uh the straps uh i would put me like i don't know probably b yeah b sounds b good. leading towards c a little bit yeah i'm yeah, I can see that. Because you're more methodical than I am, I'd say. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of... I'd say I'm a, do my I'm, a, I'm a strict beat. Like, I'm smart about it, but, like, I don't walk in the woods. Like, I'm not that person that walks real slow through the woods. That's one thing I'm way, way different than most people. Like, I'm pretty quick. I walk pretty... I walk quiet. You know me. I'm I'm a small guy. Yeah. Like, I can walk and duck under shit better than most people, but I'm, like... I don't think it's a bad thing to walk quick. I really don't. So... Unless you're, like, right up in them, like... I'll walk real quick until I get to that last, like, sweet spot where I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this is where you got to chill out. And then I'll take my time. That last basically 100, 200 yards is it. I do the same thing. But so in the dark going in the mornings, I walk pretty fast. When it's light, I walk pretty slow. Yeah. One um, thing I started doing this year a little bit more than I've ever done was walking in right there at, like, blue light. Yeah. I like it. So that, It depends your spot, though, because my, my spot, I would do that a lot. The deer just would come through at, like, 830. I don't know, all year, that 8.30 mark. I don't know that, what it was. I always love 9 o'clock. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like get, getting in there. I mean, if it's not a far walk, I do like using the blue light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's far walk, and I know I need to get in And it's there. just knowing deer. If the deer are going to be there right when the sun's breaking, you better not be there right when the sun's breaking. Yeah. And I just knew that about that property. Like, I went there, dude, and I shit you not. Like, I hunted a lot 20 times or something this year. You know, on the dot at 8.30, like, on the dot, dude. All through the season, early season, late season. It, mm-hmm. it was it was wild. Never. It's just ag. It's the most perfect bedding or food to bedding I've ever seen. Yeah. It's just like they use that same path. Transition there. Because they figured out where these guys are hunting. I think they're hunting on both sides of where I am between private because I did bump one guy on private right on the edge. So I think they've just figured out over the years you can sneak right through all the hunters. I don't know where they're bedding, but mm-hmm. they're bedding somewhere right through In there. In Kentucky, I mean, like. You got all the fucking, everybody's got feed sites and yeah, yeah. the hunter sitting over them and mm-hmm. shit like that. So they know. But yeah, I mean, good year. Great. Excited year. for the next year. Only going to get better, man. I keep saying it for 
2023. Hitting head this year. Sorry, this year. So. I think it's going to be a big year, man. I'm excited. We're all going to try to put him for Kansas. That'd be insane if we draw our first year. I'm going to buy some Iowa preference points this year. That'd be dope. You Start buy any of those Kansas, Iowa preference points you draw, you got great odds killed a great yeah. buck on bubble. I might do Kansas, too. Um, but, yeah, hopefully get Western Hunt in here. That's our three-year plan. Been buying Wyoming points for two years. Maybe you should draw them. I'm gonna save. Might try to draw pronghorn next year, and then save my elk and mule deer points for a good unit. Um, I'm ready to go. I'm going straight to mule deer when we go out west. Yeah, hit the mule deer. Dad cool. want to get ready for elk because it's still gonna be a pack out. Because I want to go like bring tents, make a base camp, go hike a couple miles every day, spotting. It'd just be cool. Yeah, but hell yeah, Parker man, hell of a year, dude. Yes, it was. It was awesome to be there. Took a bunch of cool pictures and videos of you with this bug. First pack out. Yeah, it was. It was cool. It was I've never one of had the most that memorable nights I have. Really, it was like embrace yeah. the suck. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was cool, dude. Having all them diehard buddies helping you drag. That's what it's all about, man. I love it. Yeah, we got uh, deer prep and turkey season to look forward to now. So. Yep, yep, yep. Always doing something. Always, 365, man. I think my wife hates it, but whatever. <laughs> Breaking out the turkey, y'all, I see. Yeah, I know her with it. It was funny, I posted that today, and it was like, I just knew it would piss her off. I got him out, and it literally was like 10 seconds later, she texted me, okay, just because deer season's over doesn't mean the fucking turkey calls <laughs> yeah. have to come out. <laughs> oh, I was dying when I saw that. Coulter liked it, though. Yeah. He was fucking laughing. So. Yeah, that's funny. But all right, Parker, man, uh, you want to do a little plug for Swamp Bros or whatever you want to, man? Yeah, just hit us up on uh, Swamp Bro, the Swamp Bros on Instagram. We got a Facebook page, but I don't do anything with that. Yeah, I don't, mine just automatically posts on Facebook. Yeah, that's all I, I get on Facebook. I don't really even check it, so. Hell yeah, man. Hopefully we can do another one here soon with a, with a, a booner or something, dude. Hopefully we get yeah. on some bucks this year. Indiana was a weird year. You, you. You got, I wouldn't say it's it's not lucky, but a lot of people had a hard time in Indiana this year. That's what Curse was saying, too. Yeah, so it's a good thing you got it done when you did, I think. Mm -hmm. This new, I think a, a big part of it was Indiana switching their season dates this year, having that gun season a week earlier. I think that's a whole other can of worms to get into. Yeah, yeah that was, it was rough. It hurt mom and dad's bad this year. I've, never, so, seen, I've never seen it like it was this year. We need, yeah, that's all. I can talk say, to you all on that. Yeah, we could. <laughs> Another rabbit hole. But everybody, man, I appreciate you guys listening. Excited uh, for you guys to hear this from me and Parker. I love doing the ones in person because it's uh, far and in between for me. So. It's a little easier, too. Yeah, a lot easier. Hopefully I didn't ramble too much. No, it was a good one, man. I had no beer this time, so hopefully <laughs> it was better. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, until next time, we got Gavin Sars, my good old boy Parker here, man. Appreciate you guys listening.